Hi everybody, it's DJ Mixed Up Zombies, back from my very extended hiatus. Uh, I'm back with an interview I did with Andrew Allison about Y2K, a postmodern RPG. Uh, I took this while I was at PAX East this year, and that game seems really cool, and I'm excited to finally play it. I hope you enjoy it. Here again at PAX East 2018. Looking at Y2K, a postmodern RPG, is that the full name of the game? With Andrew from Axe Studios, what do you do on Y2K? I was the game's uh, composer, script writer, co-director, level designer. So how long have you been working on this game? Uh, it's been three years. It's a oh. long, large portion of my life. And you're still going to do a Vita version, hopefully. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yes, so still doing the Vita. So. How has that been? Kind of moving on, like, are you still, you're not interested in the Wii U version, obviously, because the Switch came out. How's that kind of been where things have moved in development? Has that changed any of your decision-making going forward? Well, we had, we had like, some Wii U custom stuff that we had done for the minigames in the combat, um, but we actually had to just throw them out because they didn't, they didn't work well on the Switch, especially because you don't, primarily play in handheld mode, so we were doing some touchscreen stuff. So that required us to make some changes. As for the Vita version, that's only been because we really love the platform, and even though we know it probably won't sell particularly well, because it, it is kind of dying, uh, we do still want to support it, mostly as like a sort of like thing that we want to accomplish personally. Yeah. So if people enjoy it on there, that's great. If not, we'll at least said we put a game on the Vita. And will that be pared down in any way, from what you know? No. Okay, awesome. So it's going to have voice acting and the whole shebang? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when, when did you decide on voice acting? From the beginning, or was it kind of a, a change in heart? Or? Well, we had, um, we had, we've had voice acting since we started working on the game full-time. We had like a six-month period where we were prototyping that we didn't plan on doing voice acting. But then when we paired with uh, our publisher, the game's producer, Brian Queck, said that he felt that voice acting would really elevate the game to being sort of like next level. So that's where why we decided to put voice acting. So when we started the, working on the game full time, uh, we hired a casting director, and um, you know she did a great job uh, finding us amazing talent and then directing the game's uh, actual like um, performances. Could you tell me a little bit about the story of what's going on in the world of Y2K? Sure. So Y2K takes place in the year 1999, uh, where everyone is sort of preparing for the change of the millennium. Everyone is nervous. Um, because there's this general air in the air that things are going to end, that the world's going to change in some drastic way, some fear that the new millennium signifies something bad. So we use that sort of paranoia as the foundation for the game, where you play as this guy Alex who just finishes up school, and he doesn't really want to join the real world. So in a sort of effort to um, avoid getting a job, um, he starts investigating internet mysteries and conspiracy theories. So in the game, you're primarily looking into the disappearance of Sammy Park, who vanishes mysteriously from an elevator. And you're trying to locate this woman. That's like the, the general setup. Yeah. So the demo I played was something completely separate, not to give away too much. Was there, was, is there any plans of bringing that into the main game at some point? Uh, you know, if, if enough people ask for it, if like, I think what I would do is, if the game does well, I'll probably patch it into the game along with like four other side quests, probably just as a free update. Um, 
right now the game is compiled and basically ready to go, so yeah. I don't want to add anything you into it. You don't want to break it right before it's out. Yeah, um, but the demo basically takes place somewhere in the middle of the game. Uh, in, in Alex uses a website called Onism1999, which is a conspiracy theory support group online. And people talk about strange things happening in their towns, and you basically accept those quests and sort of, um, you know, they're like, those are the sort of side quests in the game. So this is basically takes the place of what one of those side quests would be like in the game. What are you, I mean, there's obviously a lot just playing it. What are your, some of your influences behind making this game? Um, the Japanese author Haruki Murakami, who wrote The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle and 1Q84, that was like our primary influence. Uh, and then, you know, we like, um, like everyone else, we like David Lynch. Um, inspired by the anime Welcome to the NHK. Okay. And um, game influences would be like uh, Persona, Earthbound, um, Lafayette 2, and Wild Arms. Yeah, so I noticed there were, you definitely, in terms of style, you're going for somewhat of, it's kind of hard to place it. It's almost like purposely low aliasing. Was, it, was that just trying to get to that PS1 feel? Well, so what the way it kind of started was um, the, the whole conception of the project came from me and my brother. We were playing Super Smash Brothers Melee. And we were really just, we, we loved the own it stage. So we would pause the game and we would sort of like use like the photo mode to sort of like look around the game's world. And we're like, oh, how great would it be if there, if Mother 64 had come out and there actually had been a 3D Earthbound game? Yeah. So our initial idea was to make it feel PS1 and 64 era. But as we started to develop the art style, we came up with something that was sort of like a high definition, low poly look. So, you know, it's something that sort of evokes the feeling of, like, a, an old-school PS1 game, like Mega Man Legends, but really is way more high-poly and, you know, a lot more is going on under the hood. So you you also did most of the music for this game? Yes. If I'm not, and yeah. what were some of your influence there? Because that sounded great. Oh, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, the influences... Um, Besides, like, so, like, game music, like, uh, obviously, like, you know, the, the Earthbound soundtrack is a big one. Um, the soundtrack to uh, Paper Mario and Yoshi's Story I really like. Um, but then, like, a lot of outside stuff from games, like the Pinkerton album by Weezer, sort of, like, um, and I really like sort of, like, almost, like, whining melodies, even during, like, the happy parts where it feels, like, kind of sad. Um, so, uh... Yeah, I would say um, then also the Lafayette 2 soundtrack inspired it. And then really just like trying to make it feel like a modern game. So there's a lot of synthesizers and things like that. Speaking of uh, Weezer, how much of like, how much work was it to make sure that you didn't go beyond the time period it set? Was that just something that, oh, I remember enough not to make any mistakes or have you had to go back and double check a lot of things? It's a, it's a good question. Before we did anything that was referential to the time period, we would always just Google it to make sure that we were in it. But the game doesn't rely too heavily on sort of like referencing the fact that it takes place in the 1990s. We kind of didn't want it to be like, like oh, remember when this was a yeah. thing? Because that's just, that's stupid. I, I don't like It gets that. tiring very quickly and then you're just left with, you know, a fun game, but not much beyond that. Yeah, and also we want people who didn't grow up in that time period to be able to appreciate it. The only reason the game takes place in the year 1999 is for the story we were doing, uh, it required technology to be at a low level where you couldn't use high-speed internet and cell phones to solve all your problems. Because now, if I'm, if I'm lost 
I can pull my cell phone and I can call someone. So that technology took out a lot of the peril from going on to a random town. And like also in the 1990s, you believed everything you read on the internet. There was no you know, great person on Reddit who was able to fact check someone within five seconds because they, you know, they're an expert in it. It was so few people using the internet at the time that you could lie and everyone just believed what you said. So that sort of like deception is you know, something we really like to play with. So that's why it's 1999 and not 2018. And then there's, uh, again, there's, yeah, there's that specific niche of people who use the internet consistently, which nowadays, that's not uncommon at all. Everyone's used the internet probably at least once a week, if not three times a day. So yeah, so we're hoping, we're definitely planning, not even hoping for 2018 this year. Absolutely. I said before that I would have to get into a really bad car accident and be physically incapable of publishing the game at this point. It's happening. So are we hoping for all at once or just like platform v platform at this point and just kind of seeing how that goes? My, my hope and my plan is PS4, Switch, Steam, day one. And the Vita version is not, not too far behind, um, but I, obviously there's just two of us working on it. So we had to pick the, the where it's going to sell best to start. Um, but then as soon as we you know, have everything submitted, uh, we'll dive right back into finishing that last 10% on the Vita version. And then hopefully that'll come out you know, within four or six weeks. That's after. awesome. It's my hope. We'll see. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping too. So, so it looks good. really great. Thank I'm you. excited to see it, it, the full version.